Hi, welcome to the Theta Gang Podcast, the official podcast of ThetaGang.com. I'm your host, Junie, and thanks for tuning in. Just as a disclaimer, these are only my opinions, and anything said in this podcast and future podcasts should not be considered financial advice. Thanks. Alrighty, uh, you know, this is, today is Sunday, uh, the 17th. I just got done with my Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu tournament. I've been uh, cutting for the last week. I was uh, around 152, cut down all the way to 145, made weight, uh, weighing in at 144.3, uh, and then uh, ate a lot, got back up to, to 152, competed today, <laughs> and went 0-2, like, bruh. <laughs> It hurts. It hurts. I like didn't eat Chick Fil A for like a whole week. I was like water loading and the whole shebang. Like I was, I was very in it. I was very. I felt very prepared. I felt like I was, I was in it to win it. Um, but it goes to show, like a lot of things in life, uh, you could prepare, you could practice, you could think you're all ready, this and that. Um, but when it gets down to it, sometimes you just don't cross the finish line. So. Um, next next time, I know I'll do better. This is very similar to what happened uh, at my first competition in another martial art or another style of the martial art, um, to be specific. But I'm excited. Uh, but that's why I've been up to this week. Uh, you know, fasting or like you know, cutting is very very hard on the body. It gets me super tired at night. So I haven't been able to uh, work on ThetaGang.com uh, as of late. Though I've made lots of documentation around, you know, what I want to do next, i.e. the notifications and the ability to close trades, all very much well planned out. I just need to get around to do it, and I will get around to that this week. So just stay tuned for that stuff. Um, but let's hop into uh, this weekly plays section. So this week was pretty eventful. Um, you know, last podcast I mentioned I was going to sell puts on Facebook. Um, and your boy will never recommend a trade uh, that he himself would not do. Um, and I, I wanted to take that into action. And I did go ahead and, in fact, sell puts on Facebook. And I closed green on that trade. Um, and then, you know, Boeing um, actually went up quite a lot this week, too. And near the top, uh, I mentioned that um, selling Boeing uh, calls was a good idea. And then even one of the Twitter followers um, joined me on that trade. And we both closed green. So that was pretty cool. Um, you know, I feel like a lot of people uh, on FinTwit uh, recommend trades, or they just they just say out the blue. But I'm a I'm a really good example of just like a regular retail trader that knows just a, maybe a little bit tid smidget more than just a a beginner that actually acts on um, what he recommends, right? Like, um, you know, these this Facebook play, the, these Boeing plays, and all the plays I talk about in this weekly play section. I, most of them I do end up executing, and I hope that you know as time progresses, as you guys listen to this more and more, that you guys realize that yeah, I am in fact just making or losing money uh, just as much as you guys are, um, but I just have a very strict uh, plan in place. So I hope to set a good example. Um, this week, uh, Disney also went up a bunch, and uh, everyone was super bullish on it. Um, lots of upgrades, lots of lots of like maintaining uh, the overweight ratings uh, of fr from different firms, different articles uh, stating you know that 
Disney is on a bullish trend. So, you know, near the top or, you know, you never know when the top is when the top is in effect, right? You're, you're, you're riding this wave up. You don't know when the top is. Um, but I was thinking about buying calls like, you know, just like any other trader. I have that same urge, you know, like I, don't, I have FOMO kicking in. I'm like, okay, I didn't get in yesterday, but maybe today's the day where I'll just finally get in and like whatever, whatever. I'll just, I'll just get in and just ride the wave now. Um, but I caught myself. I, I noticed myself FOMOing and instead I sold puts or to be more uh, specific, put credit spreads. And uh, while I am currently down on those, um, it it feels pretty pretty good um, knowing that if I had bought calls uh, I would be out maybe like six seven hundred dollars where you know I sold put credit spreads and I'm down maybe like a hundred bucks so um, it goes to show you know option sellers uh, while we don't make a whole lot um, you know in one given trade you know and a lot is very relative to a lot of people like it's 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 defined by the person but um, we don't make huge swing trades. We don't get huge amounts of money in one sitting. Rather, you know, we just kind of coast and let time do its thing. But I mean, I don't want to also, you know, be too biased here because you know sometimes time isn't enough. Sometimes Disney, in this case, uh, it can continue going downwards, and my put credit spread can get more and more red. Though, you know, there is enough. Uh, you know media coverage going around so where I think my put credit spread will be safe eventually if I just hold on but we'll see um, but I have a very figurative mental like you know stop at like uh, like a loss of 300 uh, or a hundred dollars per credit spread because I have three open right now so um, you know just gonna be writing the Disney Disney calls or the Disney puts that I wrote I mean um, and see where this next week takes us. Uh, I believe I won't be playing any of the earnings, um, and, but speaking of which, I'll go ahead and list them now. All right, um, not that much of a impactful week here, not many big names, um, but you know, I'll go ahead and list them all and then have some after notes at the end. Monday, we will skip because there's just no real company that I see worth uh, trading for here. Um, Tuesday before open you have Home Depot and Kohl's um, after close on Tuesday you have Urban Outfitters before open on Wednesday you have Target and Lowe's and then after close on Wednesday you have Jack in the Box and I mean maybe Lazy Boy um, before Thursday open uh, you have Macy's Bao Zoon uh, BJ's uh, and then after close on Thursday you have Splunk Nordstrom Gap, Ross, and Intuit. Uh, and then before open on Friday, you have Foot Locker and Smuckers. All right. Um, not that much of an eventful week, uh, though I think a quick note is due uh, because I feel like a lot of people don't quite understand uh, like sector dynamics. Uh, you know, I kind of made that uh, <laughs> phrase up right now, but I feel like it makes a lot of sense. Um, for example, if uh, you know Home Depot uh, has their earnings report on Tuesday before open, um, or let's just even just take the before or after close, uh, you know, out of the equation. Home Depot has their earnings on Tuesday. Lowe's has their earnings on Wednesday. If you buy Lowe's options right now, 
in lieu of earnings. You technically have to be right on two occasions for this to not make you sweat at night. And I here's here's the here's the reason why. <laughs> if Lowe's, for example, is trading at a hundred bucks, this is not the case, but let's just pretend Lowe's is trading a hundred bucks. You buy the one oh five call because you are so bullish on this stock for earnings, right? You think it's gonna go up five percent. Or maybe you're part of Theta Gang already and you're in the Theta Gang mindset and you sell the ninety five put. Uh either case um, Home Depot has their earnings before Lowe's. So when Home Depot reports a bad earnings, guess what happens to their main competitor? They also go down because that sector or home building or you know this hardware uh, material uh, company is not doing so hot because there's like less consumer uh, demand. So you technically have to hold on to that Lowe's position through Home Depot's loss and then pray that Lowe's is a different story um, where you know you could just play Home Depot instead if you are so bullish on the sector maybe you really just believe that hardware and home building is just up there have been fires I have mentioned this on Twitter to some of my um, you know Twitter friendos that you know all these fires in California and all this um, all these natural disasters have been happening so sure they might get more business but I will never ever suggest anyone going into earnings for any particular side because I just cannot I cannot uh, you know I can't take that responsibility earnings are super binary you can have all the numbers in your right way or in it like right in your favor but you'll still take a loss because you know something gets mentioned on the conference call or you know the big banks that hold bigger stakes than you decide to sell their shares for profit sharing or you know profit taking you never know but you will always find a reason to justify why you lost and why you will be correct next time and we need to break that feedback loop stop playing earnings by picking a side or by picking uh, or by like buying options right um, it, you know you, you might be thinking hey Junie but don't, don't you play earnings I, I go to your trades page and I see earnings and I see you lose money there too I mean like what are you why are you telling me not to play earnings you stop playing earnings well there's a different there's a there's a different <laughs> sound like a parent talking to a child when the parents are wrong um, no it's just there is a different mindset so you know when the average Joe wants to go and play earnings they either buy naked calls or they buy naked puts because they are just so so convinced that they're right in their call right and uh, most of the time it doesn't work out and uh, they you know they expire worthless and you're gone um, but if you acknowledge that there is time premium or premium in this in like the pricing of the option that you can scalp over and over again then it's a different story because you start putting yourselves in these situations where uh you know okay as long as home depot doesn't go up to 120 i'm good right like these absurd big jumps uh, and then you have this like I'm good mentality uh, as long as it doesn't reach this or go below this it's way better and I hope you guys listen to my last break even episode because I feel like that really goes uh, really 
in depth of like you know when you are actually green and why you know maybe sometimes uh, volatility or um, time premium sinks drops off and you're still red even though you're right in the direction of your call but if you haven't listened to that go listen to it I have no more uh, thoughts or opinions about this week good luck if you do decide to play earnings but uh, I believe I will not be Whew. Um, sorry for that big spiel. I I know that this that those spiels are uh, kind of helpful to a few people. Uh, some people have emailed me and sent me in DMs how when I have those little uh, those little you know little rants about you know the average Joe, <laughs> people are like, how do you know me? Um, well, the reason why I know you is because I've been you before. Um, I just hope to bring into light uh, what you know some other strategies that you can check out can be, and you know coming from someone that's doing it in a very public format uh, to show that you know I'm not really hiding anything, uh, and I got nothing to lose. So um, let me be your scapegoat. Let me try everything out first. Um, and if you want to join in on the trades or support the site, you can go and do that at the Patreon. So shameless plug. Um, but yeah. Moving into the new ThetaGang.com website updates. Like I said before, I've been uh, cutting weight, fasting, uh, had no energy to work on ThetaGang.com this past week, though I will pick that back up this week with notifications and closing trades, uh, which is highly requested. Uh, but on top of that, last week I forgot to announce that we reached over five hundred users on the website but check this we have over 600 people now so we are growing so so fast it is so nuts um you know i have this little graph uh that you know i use as my like chrome homepage about like uh like the amount of users that sign up per day per week and it's like steadily going up and uh, I did a few oh, of my uh, SQL queries. Uh. <laughs> and I've never had this many people join in one week um, ever. Uh, I've, I've even posted ThetaGang.com on our options before, and that got a good bit of attraction. But uh, this past week, we got even more people than a Reddit post, and we're just, we're just, we're just chilling. We're chilling. Like I, I'm not advertising ThetaGang.com. Obviously, uh, some of you are telling your friends about ThetaGang.com. Uh, other people are finding it through some other way. Uh, I don't know. Actually, it would be really helpful if you're listening to this right now, uh, and you, you know, if you're listening to this right now, just let me know. Send me in a DM. Send me in an email. Send me uh, on the website. Make a post. Like, how did you find find out about ThetaGang.com? That's that's. That's a pretty good question because there are 619 of you um, signed up on the website and it's a super cool feeling. Thank you for trusting me for giving you the FinTwit solution that you deserve. Uh, although, you know, I think Twitter and StockTwits is cool. I want to just uh, give give my own flavor. Uh, I want to give like a developer slash trader first solution because I'm very much in the weeds and the trenches just like you guys. And I want to want to give you that experience that, um, you know, I've always wanted and hopefully you guys want to. So thank you guys so much again. Um, this is only the beginning of the episode and we're 15 minutes in. Uh, but yeah, let's get started with today's topic. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, so I think the best episodes that I re- ever record are the ones that um, you know, I just press the record button and I just talk. I feel like a lot of people don't get the opportunity to talk to or hear from someone talking about finance, specifically about options. Uh, normally, I feel like a lot there's a lot of ego on Twitter and a lot of ego on Reddit and um, you know, stock tweets and all, all that stuff. Anywhere you find a trader you will find ego and I hoped that you know me talking to this mic alone by myself in my room uh, is a good method for you to digest this information where you feel like you know you're just talking to one of your one of your friends so um, yeah uh, I think today's topic is very important uh, for you to understand what the theta gang mindset is like though this is not a uh, trade that I recommend um, doing or the type of trade that I recommend doing today we're talking about selling naked calls it is uh, technically uh, you know a theta gang trade where you know you are basing your assumptions that it will not go above a certain number or the stock price would not go above a certain price um, but uh, slowly and surely we will talk it out and we'll go ahead and see uh, if I could go ahead and explain this to you properly all right, let's grab our handy dandy Apple at 100 example. I feel like a lot of people like that one. Um, Apple is trading at $100, and you're maybe bearish on Apple, bullish on Apple, or neutral on Apple. This doesn't matter. When you start selling options, uh, you sell it for more reasons than uh, just a particular direction. Uh, you are selling it maybe because the options you feel are inappropriately priced or you feel that there's a little bit more volatility in there um, that is not accounted for or maybe there is um, you know, just a lot of volatility there in general and you don't think it's going to move a certain direction or enough in a certain direction. So um, so let's say, for example, Apple is now trading at 103 at the end of the week or, you know, any time really. Apple is trading now at 103. It's gone up 3%, which is a good it's a good bit for, you know, a Fortune 500 stock. Uh, it's gone up 3 bucks in a short amount of time. You think, hey, uh, this, is, uh, this is a pretty sharp move. And I don't think it's going to go above 105 next week. I mean, it's already gone to 103 just straight up. Um, you know, it needs to cool off. So you being the option seller now, uh, you decide to sell the 105 call expiring next week. If by next week or next Friday, Apple is trading at, like, say, $104.60, you keep the premium that you sold the Apple contract for but I know that didn't make 100% sense and I know why the absolute hardest thing to grasp in options is as long as you have enough money in your portfolio you can sell options without actually owning the option okay so for example I am a brand new trader. I have zero contracts in my portfolio. I have zero stock. Okay. Now, just let's say for example, I have like 20 grand or 30 grand in my portfolio and I want to sell an Apple contract. Can I do it? Like just just answer in your car or you're walking or you're on the toilet. Take a best guess. 
can I sell an Apple contract? The answer is yes. Yes, I can. So what you're doing uh, when you're selling a contract, a synonym for it is writing a contract. So whenever you see someone on you know Reddit or Twitter say, uh, I wrote the 105 Apple call, it means that they sold the 105 Apple call. When you sell the option, and I know you've listened to tutorials before, I know you've listened or watched videos before telling you about obligation. That obligation is like tied to the seller, AKA you. It's not the bank, it's not the brokerage, it's you. Maybe, maybe it is the bank. Maybe it is the brokerage. I don't want someone to say, "Oh, but the but the law says, uh, you know, uh, technically the brokerage is supposed to hound you for the." No, I don't. Mm, that makes it more complicated. I need to be able to connect to the newer traders. The obligation is tied to the seller. Okay, so you sold the 105 Apple contract. Yes, you can do that. You wrote. The 105 Apple contract, and yes, you can do that without owning stock. You just need the money to be able to cover it in case if it gets exercised, which we'll get into shortly. So, with that example, you know, in your head now, knowing that you can write or sell this contract, uh, this 105 contract, what does that mean? It means as long as Apple is trading below that number because you are selling a call so you have to flip the winning scenario for you as long as Apple is below 105 because you are selling or you are writing the 105 call if it's below that number by your expiration date in this case it's next Friday then you keep the premium and now you're like wait I think I kinda get what he means by premium I kind of think uh, he means price, um, but I'm going to hammer it home for you right now. When you buy an option, right, you bought that naked call for Apple at 105, right, you bought it. You think Apple is going to shoot to the moon. You buy the 105 call. It's going to go over 5% uh, by next week. You paid a option seller that money, right? That is also called premium. So let's say, for example, you, you are in your car, you are super bullish on an Apple, and you are super bullish enough to buy the 105 call, someone needs to sell it to you, someone needs to write you that contract saying, uh, yes, I will let you buy Apple at 105 if it gets there. But let's say, let's, let's make this a amigo to amigo situation. I will sell you the contract. So, me, Junie, the guy in his room alone in his house, okay? He's going to be, or me, I'm going to be selling you the 105 contract. How much are you going to pay for it? That price is determined uh, in your brokerage or in your brokerage app. So if you go into Robinhood or my favorite, Tastyworks, and you see that price uh, for buying the 105 contract, first, if you know if there are no people on this planet if it was just you and me I would technically have to write you that contract right so I put a sell order or a write order uh, into the into like the stock market saying hi I'm willing to bet that Apple won't go over 105 by next week for 
40 bucks. So now when you log into the app, you see, hey, there's a 105 call contract for 40 bucks. Some chump is going to make me this bet. And I know that Apple's going to move above 105. So why not? I'll pay 40 bucks. Apple's going to moon. Bingo. That is where you get got. Because Theta Gang is all about selling the options where you don't think are going to go in the money, right? That's the entire point. You want to just be collecting these premiums that, you know, buyers are paying to you uh, without uh, make or letting them get exercised or, um, with you know, just making sure that they expire out of the money. All right. Uh, let me try to hammer this home. Uh, let me give you a very chill example. Um, Apple, uh, with this you know news leak of the new AirPods, uh, goes up three percent. Apple is now trading at one hundred three. You are now on the bull train. You are thinking it's gonna go over one hundred five, so you buy the one hundred five call that expires next week for forty bucks. You buy it from me. I write you the one hundred five call. Now it's you versus me. It's not you versus all the other people. It's literally you versus me because I sold you the contract. I give you the obligation to exercise that contract if it does in fact go in the money, if it goes over 105. Let's take both of our perspectives into uh, you know perspective. If Apple next week trades at 104.99, Guess who keeps the 40 bucks? That's me. You just lost 40 bucks. Apple trades flat. Uh, Apple continues trading flat at like 103 and 20 cents. I keep the 40 bucks. Apple goes down. I keep the 40 bucks. So you see, in this very happy case for me, even though Apple could potentially go up to 104.99 or Apple could stay flat at you know uh, 103 something, or Apple can in fact go down. Maybe the news leak was fake. I win. I keep the 40 bucks. You're out 40 bucks. There is, however, a scenario where the option seller does in fact lose, and I'll go and in, go into that. But real, real quick, I need you to really take into consideration how many more chances there are for me to win and for you to lose. You lose if I sold you a call. You lose if the stock goes down, if the stock goes sideways, and if the stock doesn't go up enough. Right? Put that into perspective. You know, I'm doing the I'm doing the the black eye meme pointing to the head. I don't, I don't know what the name of that meme is. But he has a gold chain. It looks pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, I'm doing that right now. So think about that. Think about that. It's 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 a big deal. So you know you might want to consider start selling calls or selling puts or selling spreads. But we'll get into the spreads in this next uh, next few episodes. Uh, but right now I'm just talking about naked options because they're easier to talk about. All right. Lastly, um, you know, let's just cap this off with when does the option seller or you know writer lose uh, and Let's talk in the example of Apple next week trading at 107. You bought the 105 call for 40 bucks and you were right. 
you know, the, the Apple was super bullish and it did go up to 107 and it closed at 107 on the Friday. How much money did you make? So let's calculate that with a little bit of napkin math. And I promise that, you know, if you continue to do this podcast, you'll be able to do this just as fast uh, as I do or, you know, <laughs> much faster than I do because I'm pretty bad at math. But anyway, um, you know, Apple is now trading at 107. You bought the 105 call for 40 bucks. So you got to add the 40 uh, onto 105. So you are now at 105 and 40 cents. Uh, because you have to divide forty dollars that you spent on the option by a hundred, because each um, uh, that price uh, is significant of or signifies a hundred shares, right? So one hundred five forty is your break-even price. Now you do one hundred seven minus one hundred five forty, and it's one sixty. Yeah, so you made one hundred and sixty dollars. Um, but you spent $40 to get there, and so you made a profit of 120 which is not bad. But considering that you needed all of this to be correct for you make $120, uh, that, that is a lot. I mean, that, that you're asking a whole bunch to go correct in your favor, um, where this is not a maintainable strategy unless if you have a very very good and calculated plan and I'm not talking about doing your due diligence five minutes before a earnings call uh, I'm talking about you know having a method and strategy and also uh, have gone through you know the ups and downs of trades trading careers uh, because it's enough to be a swing trader and be really successful in the beginning but you know being cocky and getting too ahead of yourself is going to get you in the red uh, really really quickly so if you are a swing trader and you do continue wanting to buy, just buy options just in general, um, you know, I salute you. There are a lot of people that successfully do it. Um, I just choose not to because I prefer trading this way, at least for now. But if you do want to sell options, I hope today's episode really enlightened you on, you know, all the different ways where you are in fact correct on the bet and all the ways that you know option buyers can be wrong in the bet and i hope that entices you just a little bit it's almost like you're at a casino and you're your house you're the house um there is this one really quick scenario of you know if apple you were super correct on apple and apple traded at 300 the next day maybe apple like buys the entire energy sector or something like they just become the super big monopoly i I don't know but apple shoots up to 300 then the option seller is mega ultra like destroyed right that is incredibly bad you owe tens of thousands of dollars uh, as the option seller but just to bring this all back to that point I made earlier in the episode where this is not a theta gang strategy I recommend, uh, it is for that exact case. And there are ways to sell calls, uh, aka spreads um, or you know credit spreads that you can do instead so you don't succumb yourself to this uh, big vulnerability in the theta gang strategies um, because while it, this is uh, very enticing uh, to do, there are these like 1% scenarios that can catastrophically go wrong and ruin your life. So please do not sell naked options unless if you absolutely know what you're doing. I will be doing a spreads video soon. Um, it's probably going to be 
probably the next two episodes, to be honest. I think we're ready to start talking about break-evens, lowering break-evens, and um, why you should be buying spreads at the very least if you're buying options, and why you should absolutely be selling spreads and not naked options if you're selling or writing options. Um, so, yeah, good topic today. Good topic. Wow. What an episode, right? Like, I feel like I really got down to the nitty gritty, but I also feel like uh, I answered all the questions that I myself wanted to get answered when I first started um, trading options. Um, so if anything wasn't clear there, please ask me on Twitter to clarify things. Maybe I'll pick it up in another episode or maybe I'll answer on the spot. I don't quite know. It definitely depends on the volume of tweets or emails I get. Um, but this is the outro now. Thank you for sticking around, uh, listening to the topic. Thank you to Mr. IV and Mr. John Pitchko for supporting me on Patreon. Um, please follow me on Twitter at RealThetaGang. Email me at Junie at ThetaGang.com. And please support me at Patreon.com slash ThetaGang. It's more about supporting uh, the website and podcast than anything else. Um, you know, it is quite expensive to run the website and the podcast. Uh, but I do it anyway because I enjoy doing this. But if I were to not able to pay for it, uh, I'd rather just break even on it, that would make me super happy. Um, but your boy is here to stay. We're doing it. We're going to change FinTwit from the bottom. Um, and yeah, Theta Gang is also proudly partnered with Tastyworks. Signing up with the Theta Gang referral is a huge help. That is on the trades page of the ThetaGang.com website. Um, and thank you. And real quickly, if you're still listening, I am looking for UX designers to always help out. I'm looking for logo designers to do a Theta Gang logo. I, in fact, uh, if you are a logo designer, I have a uh, a guide or a sheet of what I like and I don't like uh, that I can invite you to. It's a Google Doc that is, you know, kind of sort of confidential, but I can definitely send it to you if you're interested. Um, but you know. Anything helps, really. Uh, I've gotten a lot of hands, uh, you know, open to me. Uh, <laughs> that was such a bad metaphor. <laughs> I've gotten a lot of calls for, you know, helping out um, through email and Twitter uh, from web developers and all sorts of great, great people, and I'm super thankful. Um, I'm finally starting to reach out to a few of a few of them, um, but yeah, right now major needs are ux and logo otherwise continue sending the love continue sending the support um and yeah just thank you for everything thank you for the 600 users um it just feels too it just feels too unreal and i'm super happy and let's kill it this week have a great uh 17th or 18th yeah, 18th, uh, and uh, 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 I'm so bad at outros. Uh, ooh, uh, cut to the tape. Uh. <laughs>